Welcome to Food Futurists, a podcast series to really sink your teeth into. Here we look at the solutions being put in place today to bring tomorrow's meal to your table. Hello, I'm Andy Lowe, and for this episode of Food Futurists, we're recording from EvocAG, the Asia-Pacific region's largest agri-food tech event. My guest is Etty Levy, co-founder of BridgeHub. Etty, hi. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks very much for joining us uh, here. It's a pleasure. It's uh, good to be able to uh, talk to you and chat. So, BridgeHub, BridgeHub, maybe we'll come on to what BridgeHub is, but you're working across Israel and Australia. So how does that work going from Israel to Wagga Wagga? That's quite an interesting (laughs) uh, kind of uh, cultural collision there in that particular case. Yeah, it's actually very surprising how many people have a link to Wagga. Is that right? Whenever I'm in Israel mentioning <laughs> Wagga, someone has some kind of connection. Yeah. So might be might sound remote, but I think it's a center of something. So, um, yeah, uh, Israel-Australia makes lots of sense. Yeah. Um, Israel, as you know, is a leading country in terms of uh, agri-tech. Uh, we've been in that space since before the establishment of the state, uh, with um, very extensive research in that space, but also lots of commercialized product, you know, from drip irrigation, uh, water treatment, uh, different uh, type of uh, solution for crops. And Australia, with its amazing, uh, you know, land, uh, agricultural sector, uh, but still in the need of... uh, lot more efficient technology and lots uh, more efficient um, solutions, uh, it makes sense to connect the two. Uh, Israel and Australia have a long history of friendship and, uh, and relations that go way beyond trade. Um, and um, we're trying to nurture this uh, connection between those two, uh, those two hubs. Um, the bridge hub is... Uh, as you mentioned, based in Wagga, but it's a global agri-food innovation hub. So we're regionally based, but connecting global hubs. Uh, We are based in Sydney and in Israel as well. And what we try to do is, first of all, to build a collaborative ecosystem. So trying to bring some of the learnings and the DNA of the Israeli ecosystem into the Australian ecosystem. Um, And that means bringing together academia, government, entrepreneurs, venture capital. Yeah, investment. Exactly, investment. It's an important uh, uh, part of this ingredient uh, of this ecosystem. So trying to bring them together uh, instead of working in silos. Um, In Israel, we have uh, a research um, that is very connected to the industry. Actually, most of the researchers, they work on project really early on with an industrial sponsor. Um, and we are very connected to the venture capital ecosystem uh, so that we're able to commercialize lots of the research that is done in, um, in academia. And we want to see that in Australia as well. So at BridgeHub, we have a number of activities, but the key activities that um, we have is a launch pad and that's where we're helping uh, researchers and early stage uh, startup commercialize their technology 
uh, at a, on a global scale. So, so yes. just uh, I've, I've got a I've got just got a couple of questions. Sure, that's so good. So I, I hear, you know, launch pad, landing pad, uh, accelerator, incubator. I didn't say that. Uh, no, no. I, I just <laughs> this is what I, I hear around the um, uh, the kind of startup space and that. So mm-hmm. where, where does Bridge uh, Hub fit in that kind of uh, ecosystem of? Uh, innovation entrepreneurial yeah. ecosystems and what what is what is a launch pad land versus a landing pad for sure. example so we're looking at a long-term commitment okay long-term commitment to the ecosystem uh, to the agri-food sector uh, we we're not a VC you know we uh, we do invest in the startups but we invest first of all our time and commitment it's a very hands-on approach we also invest capital but we're not we're looking at really the long term and making this company successful. Uh, we don't have LPs that want to see the exit strategy. Right. <laughs> uh, and I think this is the, the big difference. Yeah. And we bring, we, we bring a different set of uh, skills. So we have uh, one of the partners is uh, uh, from the financial sector, uh, dealt with large M&As and uh, uh, really global activity in that space. Um, I've been in the commercialization part of activity, working with startups for over 20 years, helping them enter new markets and raise capital. Uh, so each partner in, in BridgeUp is really coming from a different angle and together we're, a- we're able to help the startup in a very, very proactive approach. Uh, so you, you mentioned, you know, landing pad, launch pad. Yes, we look at both ends. Uh, so we're bringing technologies from overseas at the moment, mainly from, from Israel. And we help them validate the technologies in Australia. Um, and why do we do that, especially in, uh, in agri-food, is because there's lots of advantages for an Israeli or another international company to come to Australia first before they go to the US or other large markets. Um, first of all, if you look at Israel and Australia, it's opposite seasons. So if you're in the agri-tech space, and you're waiting for a certain crop, it's a cycle of, it's a 12 month cycle. And if you're developing a technology, it's very difficult. It's really taking lots of time until you're able to commercialize your product. By coming to Australia, you're able to trial twice a year. So you shorten your time to market. Uh, In addition, in Australia, you you grow almost every crop. Okay, in Israel, there's lots of the crops that researchers work on, but we don't grow it at all in Israel. No. So coming here, you're able to trial everything, different time that's zones. Right. We'd, we'd have almost uh, every production system yeah. here in Australia. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. And yeah. you also have different climates. Yeah. Uh, you have a relatively good network of uh, telecom. So for many of the, the systems and the technology, you need that connectivity piece. Um, and the most important is that you're open for innovation. Farmers here are looking at innovation and they're interested to trial. So they have an open mindset to innovation. There's still lots of uh, uh, bridging to do uh, in terms of the mindset, in terms of the understanding of what it means to work with a startup. Uh, what can I expect from mm. working with a startup? Because it's not al- always uh, it's not always easy. No. Uh, there's lots of failure and there's lots of... Uh, uh, things that you need to be aware that you know can happen in the process, um, 
And especially if it's a startup from a faraway country, different mentality, sometimes even in the language, you know, there's mis misunderstanding. So really help both sides um, to be on that journey and to make it successful. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. That really gives me a, a clear idea uh, around BridgeHub and the, the differences also between uh, the different terminologies. And I think, um, like you've talked about some of the advantages uh, as well around working across between Israel and Australia, you know, two seasons a year, the different uh, systems that can be trialed. What, what are some of the, uh, the challenges? What are some of the, the difficulties of working across between Israel and Australia? So I mentioned the distance. Uh, so when working with, uh, with a startup, usually it's a relatively small team, uh, quite lean budget. So to come to Australia, uh, to do a trial, usually it's, you know, it's quite a big expense uh, and a big time commitment. So it really needs to be a, a good and important opportunity for them to, you know, allocate this time and, and budget. Yeah. Um, so maybe it wouldn't be for a very early stage startup. It'd be one that's gone through some of the trialing in Israel, yes. looks promising, looks ready for application, and then go and try your hardest in, in Australia. Yes, that's yeah. true. And, and some of the some of the technologies that you're developing and encouraging, uh, would it be that water water usage, water use efficiency, does that form a, a strong focus for you? Sure. So we've brought quite a few uh, technologies to Australia, uh, but with uh, during our conversation with farmers, um, we see that you know the key area of concern of interest is water. Yeah. Okay, and that's uh, across the board, doesn't matter what you grow, doesn't matter where you are located, water is number one. Uh, and Israel being a global expert in water technologies, you know, it made sense to focus on, on, on that area. Uh, you know, especially recently with uh, the drought in Australia and now the floods, um, it's an area that uh, takes more and more, you know, um, is more and more cr crucial uh, for the ecosystem. Uh, so we try to avoid all the political side of water and really focus on how to improve and make the use of water more efficient, um, how to maybe grow crops that are more drought resilient. Um, we're in, at the moment, we've just announced uh, the 2020 Bridge Hub Water Challenge. Uh, the idea with the Water Challenge is to bring as many parties as possible um, on board. Uh, first of all, we are now at the stage uh, of mapping the challenges that we will want to focus on. And I don't know if you've uh, come uh, and visited the watering hall that uh, we've done at uh, Evoke Ag. So we have uh, a big wall. Oh, so it's here today, it's is here, it? Yes. Okay, we'll come yeah, and have yeah. a look. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> so we've done a big wall where people are able to come and write uh, the challenge that they see. Uh, and then we will be able to map those challenges and choose the one that are the most relevant. Uh, there's also prizes, you know, if your challenge, your challenge is uh, chosen. Um, and once, so we've identified already a number of challenges, but here we really want to get the crowd uh, involved and, um, you know, bring their, their input into the challenge. Uh, and then we will be launching uh, the challenge to the global ecosystem. So it's open for Australian researchers and startups 
also for Israeli and global startups. And the next stage will be to tr to start and uh, receiving applications and ideas. So right. basically the solutions for those challenges. So if anybody's interested uh, in that, they should just look at BridgeHub and uh, there'll be an application process yes. uh, there. So, yeah, so easy to find on the web. Very easy. Um, the bridgehub.co yeah. and you will see the water challenge. You're able to either post a challenge and in a couple of weeks, we will be launching also the, um, the applications for the solutions. Uh, most of the process will be done online. We have a group of experts from Israel, from Australia, that will be reviewing those applications. And uh, in March, we will be uh, we'll start um, evaluating th those solutions. And hopefully, we'll come with a set of really interesting, uh, innovative solutions for, for the water challenges that Australia is facing, yeah. but also... Um, other countries and other farmers in other regions. And then the plan is what to put teams around uh, to develop those solutions. So we have a number of streams. There's one stream which is for researchers and there the idea is to help them commercialize if it's yeah. by building a company, a team, uh, finding a client to be able to, to develop this idea further. But it's also open for existing startups with existing solutions and we will be selecting the the best solutions um, yeah. from Australia, Israel, and the world. So as you say, if you generate these uh, these solutions, um, you know, water use efficiency, um, uh, more, uh, uh, better uh, better crops, then uh, the politics will take care of themselves. So, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, uh, we're it's not great. waiting. No. We're starting yeah. and hopefully starting with the rest will follow. Not with policy. But we, are, we do engage as many partners as we want, as we can on this journey. It is really important to have uh, partners on board. So if it's universities, um, if it's uh, government that are, you know, uh, um, interested to join already, uh, but also corporates, because at the end of the day, the more people we engage on the early stage of this process, the more easy it will be to, uh, to deploy those technologies. Yep. So we, we invite as many partners as possible. Great. So we're here at Evoke Ag, uh, focusing on food farm future. What's your vision for the future? Maybe we do a 10 year uh, horizon. Oh, that's a long one. Yeah. Um, Five years, fine too. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, very optimistic. Mm. Right? There's lots of uh, pessimistic people that speak, you know, we won't have enough food, we won't have it. I'm very optimistic about the future. I think that uh, in terms of technology, we are doing now uh, a giant leap forward uh, using AI, machine learning, uh, genomics. You know, you really see that... Uh, there's been a huge, huge uh, development. In all of those areas, you know, from CRISPR through to, you know, uh, machine learning, just massive advancements, yeah. even in the last few years. Massive advancement yeah. and technologies that used to be, you know, just for the army, the defense, like, you know, very advanced ra radars are now open to anyone that wants to, to use them. Uh, so you see startups that have uh, really um, breakthrough technologies and now we need to engage the agricultural sector to help them adopt those technologies. Uh, and the first step is to expose them to those technologies. So having events like Evoke Ag, where you have the startup alley and you have farmers, 
associations, you know, really the whole ecosystem coming and being exposed to those technologies, it's really, really important. Uh, in Israel, we have a number of programs that are jointly organized by the Ministry of Agriculture and the Innovation Authority, that the main goal of those programs is to create an interaction between the startups and the farmers so that they know what's coming, they know what's available, um, and help them, you know, in those first steps to trial those technologies. So, first of all, very, very optimist, optimistic. Um, I think that we will see more and more automation. We see it already, but uh, some areas are going to be fully automated. Um, and it's good because, you know, there's not enough workforce anyway. And I think that we could, we could use some of the workforce for, you know, much better activities and uh, much more efficient uh, use of their time. So we won't see the farmers disappear, but we will see them doing other things uh, and developing new skills. Uh, so automation and robotics, definitely. Uh, predictive, pre predictive analytics. Uh, I think predictions are really, really important in agriculture. Uh, if it's weather, you know, the weather prediction uh, solutions today are really advanced. Uh, and we will see, you know, the, 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 the agricultural sector using those predictive technologies uh, much more. Food is going to change. Um, you know, we've spoken before about uh, alternative proteins. So I don't think that meat is going to disappear. No. But we're going to have much more variety and much more options uh, on our plate, which is good. Um, yeah, so really, really optimistic about yeah. uh, about the future in general and the future of Australia in that space, even more. So thanks very much for that uh, optimistic and technology-driven uh, uh, vision there. I'm Andy Lowe from the University of Adelaide, and we've been speaking with Etty Levy, recording from Evocag, the Asia-Pacific region's largest agri-food tech event, brought to you by AgriFutures Australia. Food Futurists, a podcast talking about amazing global food solutions.